chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. Chelsea had a shock result this weekend as they lost 5-2 to West Brom. Turns out Callum Robinson is the legal owner of Chelsea FC, not Robin Abramovich. Manchester City defeated Leicester 2-0 as they ease closer to another Premier League title. Liverpool put Arsenal back in their place as they won 3-0 with goals from Jota and Salah. Newcastle pulled out a second Easter miracle as they got a 2-2 draw with Spurs. And Manchester United did what they said they would and beat Brighton 2-1. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Adrian Pissarro alongside Alex Moss and Javier Revelo. How's everyone doing? Let's this week? call it a 50-50 ownership between Roman Abramovich and uh and Callum Robinson. Yeah, he can have 50% of uh ownership. I should, 49. I should, How about I should that? Have just skipped, Roman keeps 51 I just for all that he's pod. put into the club. You know, I was feeling sick. But also guys, I was thinking like the the games last weekend, you know, yeah, they're, they're not really important. anything right. worth yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. Let's like just, the Champions League games agree, that just Alex. happened today Yeah, and when Crystal Palace got that big win. Uh, yeah, did you guys see Crystal Palace beat, beat Porto today? I, I did. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Crystal Palace? What is this Palace? even about? What? Crystal Palace? Yeah, what's going on? What's the joke here, Andrew? Yeah, because the, the team with oh, the yeah, red yeah, stripes, yeah, yeah, the yeah, blue. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they play in London. I don't yeah, know if I'm you've just, heard I'm of just going to like forget about that away strip. They're the Eagles. That it ever existed. But hey, we look good playing in it today. Um, yeah, let's just make this a Champions League recap and then uh, preview next weekend's games. I'm yeah, not, I don't think I, I, don't think I agree with that. Last I agree. No, I completely agree. I definitely did not yeah, get drunk know, for this uh, podcast. Two to one, just talk we, about the Champions uh, League. You. Yep. Uh, we're not Sorry, talking we're about, not talking about uh, any of the games Sorry. last right. weekend. Nope. So Ma- Manchester City and Borussia Dortmund. Wasn't that crazy how, uh, you know, Jude Bellingham didn't get that goal? Uh, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was also pretty crazy that, you know. I agree with uh, Alex here. Pretty crazy how uh, I told you all to bet on uh, Kylian Mbappe to score in that game at plus one thirty, and he did it in the third minute. That was pretty crazy. Pretty pretty cool if you if you know what I mean. I heard the commentator say, I think it was during the game. The commentator said something like, "Like he is finally announcing himself on the European stage." Right? And I was, it was like, like, "Wait, bitch, where have you right, been? Right? Where have you been <laughs> like, since four he's years? He's been ago. doing that since he, he was at Monaco. Mbappe's been doing that. Yeah, exactly. So I had no idea where that came from, especially after a hat trick at the Camp Nou. Like, it's the whole. What more do you got to yeah, do? It's to, the whole to passing the torch thing, right? Like, I'm sure that like this is like the first year that like Messi and Ronaldo didn't make it through to the quarterfinals. So, yeah, it, every, so even more highlights on Holland and and Mbappe right now. So I think that's kind of like why they're they're going there. But they just don't know what to talk about is really the problem. It's like they're just so used to Cristiano and Messi. And it's like, oh, fuck, we have to do work here. Rough weekend for Alex. Rough Saturday. The, the Chelsea unders that I built my rough, house rough, on. Rough for Javier, up, too. Suddenly you know? crumbled. Well, I mean, 
Every other weekend's oh, a rough on. weekend for it's Javier. Not every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of is. You're you're a mid table club. I mean, until before this game, like you're so firmly mid table. Oh, you were not in this game. You were not in that game at all. Liverpool could have easily beaten you guys seven nil. And it okay, like seven nil is that's that's a bit of honestly, yeah, that's but. the worst Arsenal have played in. I want to say like. This season, this is probably the worst game that we played. We were probably awful. since Villa. Yeah, I think since the Villa game. Yeah, we were awful. But honestly, I thought the vast majority of like the the issues Arsenal had in that in that game were uh, Partey and Ceballos don't seem to work together as a midfield, and they sat like way too deep and were, and were like completely disconnected from trying to link balls through the middle to Odegaard. And then uh, you guys couldn't like pass out of the back for shit. Yeah, like we really Gabrielle we really missed everyone. David David Luiz surprisingly, and we missed Granit Xhaka. Um, those were two like the two players that have you know that link up the most to to be able to pass it out the back for us. And Xhaka is one of the players who gets the ball to Odegaard in transition. Um, and then the other player that we really really missed was Bukayo Saka and Emil Smith Rowe. Yep. Who. I was gonna say Smith Rowe specifically probably would have had more of the work rate that uh, Odegaard kind of didn't show in that game to sort of like get himself into pockets of space for balls through the lines on the ground to him. Most of the time, you guys just ended up like hoofing it down the field or trying to catch uh, Lacazette or Aubameyang on like a long ball or or Pepe, and you guys were just disconnected. It felt like and yeah. What I mentioned about Liverpool just going to be owning the midfield that ended up coming to fruition. Fabinho was great in that game, and you know, kind of met Fabinho, his match Fabinho, in, like kind of, in the Real Madrid game. Fabinho got um, kind of a free pass. Like I, I really didn't realize how much of a difference not having either Saka or Emil Smith Rowe for that front three it was going to hurt. We really just. I mean, Aubameyang. Right, because you have Aubameyang and Lacazette. You would think. Yeah, you would think that those would be good enough players to to, to to like get at Liverpool's defense. But we just had absolutely no service in between our back line and our front line. I mean, there was just Ceballos was pretty much non-existent. This is now quite a few games that Ceballos has played where I've I've thought to myself like in big games he's just not good enough. He's not. He hasn't showed up in any of these big games yet. He hasn't put in a big performance. Uh, I think I don't think I can really criticize Odegaard. He just didn't get the service. He just, you know, like I said, Fabinho just kind of got to run him ragged because there was there weren't players around him to to support him. And I mean, I showed Alex some statistics, but like when we have Emil Smith Rowe and Saka in the team, we win. You know, we we average like two point two points a game. When we don't have him in the team, we average like one point two. So it's like a vast drop in. The, the points picked up for our team when we don't have those two in our team. So, yeah, I know, Javier, I agree with you. After watching that first half, like, I was so frustrated because having watched Liverpool as much as I have this year, that was like, we've played well in games and just not been clinical. And then that goal doesn't come. And then the other team gets the goal. And then we don't turn it around. And like, we were clearly the better team in the first half, but we just were like a, half a step off from everything whether it was like you know Tiago and Firmino like jumping on top of each other or whatever we were just not cohesive and then the second half Jota comes on things come together but yeah I mean Odegaard just wasn't getting service he kind of like 
he didn't have the impact at all that I was expecting. He was probably one of the players I was most afraid of with the form that he's been on. But the second half with Jota coming on, everything just started to click. And But yeah, Fabinho proved again that he is a world-class midfielder. He then didn't have that performance against Real Madrid, against Real Madrid, but... Um, yeah, that that the the first half for, for me as a Liverpool fan, like I think I tweeted something along the lines of this team is so frustrating because we were making opportunities, but we weren't necessarily getting that final ball in at the, like a good chance. Like we had a chance made, but we weren't taking a good shot, and it was just the same shit that we've seen from Liverpool week and week and week after week. And then suddenly the second half, that burst comes. Salah goes and nutmegs the keeper on the second goal. Um, they could have had maybe even a fourth goal in the second half. Like L- Leno really should have done better in, in the first two goals. I mean, and the defending should be better. Yeah, not to allow. Yeah, I mean, a, I mean, there were also two. There were also two like really bad Gabriel mistakes to allow the first and the third goal. Um, so like while I do give credit, the, to Liverpool, the second goal was the, the one that he missed the tackle on Salah. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, Salah yeah. Scored Liverpool, under Leno. Liverpool were the better team and deserved to win like wholeheartedly. But we just we just didn't show up, um, and I don't think that this was like it's worrying, and I and it's the type of result that should wake the team up. But at the same time, like I'm not convinced that like this is this is what we're gonna look like going forward, or like this is you know the blueprint for big games. Like I know that this isn't what this team usually does. I think we were all a little bit shocked with this type of performance coming in, um, but it really shows that some of these veteran players like Aubameyang, like Lacazette. Um, they're not the lifeblood of the team. They're not the future of this team. It's Emil Smith Rowe. It's Saka. It's Odegaard. It's Partey. It's you know also Kieran Tierney going down injured in the first half. You could tell like he wasn't a hundred percent when the game started, but like we were still able to to keep Salah mostly in check while he was on the pitch. You know, as soon as he goes off, Salah seemed to be getting the the. He, he, he did have another really good chance that he should have scored that uh, he put right at Leno, but he got in like one v one. So I mean, he had two good chances, and they took one of them. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just and also I'm just Tierney saying looks that like he's going to be out for four to six weeks yeah, with a knee ligament injury. So this is why I mean it's th- really really rough for you guys because he might be your best like attacking player. He might be your best overall player. I'd agree with that. Actually, is that a stretch to say Tierney? No, no, Arsenal's he, best he player? could be he could be our best player right now. I mean, I think it's between. I think Saka has probably been our player of the season. And then during the short amount of time he's been in this team, I think Smith Rowe. But I think that consistently this season while he's played, yeah, I would say Tierney's probably been our most consistent performer. Well, I said it I said it to a, an Arsenal fan that I'm in a chat with, and I was like, I'm happy he wasn't out there, but I love watching Saka play. Like, that, that kid hasn't, he's not the finished article yet, but he is a lot of fun to watch. And he definitely would have changed the game, like, a lot for Arsenal and like again for where Liverpool are on the table and especially after Chelsea losing to start the day us needing to get three points to only be you know within striking distance of top four I knew we needed the win but not getting to watch Saka that would have been such a different he would have had such a different impact I mean, on the game this was but, this was I mean who am I to complain huge about huge game for Liverpool selection? even more so I think than for Arsenal I mean for Arsenal like we had very, very outside slim chances of any type of European football from our league placement. Um, I think this just you know emphasized that. But for Liverpool, this was the difference between being a point behind Chelsea in a week that they lost. You know, it, it was basically a six pointer for you guys. Like you guys really, really, massive, really needed to win massive this game. Win. And I mean, honestly, like I don't think you're going to win the Champions League, 
So I think that that the Arsenal game was the more important of the two games. Like I like I know you still think like you guys have a chance. Honestly, on the side of the bracket, you guys could still get to the final if you somehow get through Real Madrid. Like I don't think Chelsea will be that difficult for you guys. But at the same time, I think the that disrespect. Yeah, you like that the Alex? disrespect. Um, but at the same time, I, I I do think that the only team to go away there's in the a much League there's this a week much keep a clean sheet. There's a much better chance of this Liverpool side finishing top four than of winning the Champions League. So I'd agree with that. I, especially I'm, after watching especially after watching the Bayern Munich PSG game today that ended three two. And there's so much talent on that team. Like we're not cleep, we're like we're not gonna start Nat Phillips. I don't think you're gonna beat like Bayern and keep or PSG a clean in the sheet. final. And so. frankly like we've been so inconsistent in terms of attack and like I was talking with one of my buddies who's a Liverpool fan and it's like this weekend our front three should be Firmino Yota or Jota and Salah. Like Sadio Mane needs to sit. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to talk about needs to sit. the uh the the drop in form of Sadio Mane. And like, I was looking at his uh just like his his raw stats today. And you know, overall this season, all competitions, he's got 12 goals, 7 assists. Uh you look at Timo Werner's stats, all competitions, 10 goals, 11 assists. And Timo Werner is being widely criticized as having like one of the worst seasons, like uh, like a bad debut season. So for Sadio Mane to go from being considered like one of probably the, like the five to ten best players in the world to having this kind of a dip in form for a very long period of time this season, sure you could maybe blame it like long term on COVID. I think we've heard a couple of like instances of players who've had COVID saying it like fucked them up at the time, and that there were very long lasting effects afterwards. So uh, maybe maybe Mane comes back like strong next season, but it, it, there's definitely like a conversation to be had. I also probably think... more so than Trent Alexander Arnold, who's obviously much younger mm-hmm. and is like still learning and developing defensively. And and two, like a lot of the ire has been turned towards Trent, where Sadio Mane, one of your most consistent performers for the past three to four years, has dropped off a cliff and missed a lot of really really big chances it's i can't it's remember the too last much to time ignore anymore i can't remember the last time sadio mane like scored a goal well i was gonna say i thought he played well against arsenal he he, he did play well he, but he also he had back chances chambers and didn't a lot yeah he chinned back chambers a lot and then i feel like he he created space for for two of the goals for you guys i think he got one of the assists i think it might have been the last one yeah um, so he, he scored in both Leipzig legs. Yeah, to be fair. he didn't play. He scored, I don't think he Salah played both bad. Um, but then, then you games. then you watch him in the, in the Real. Well, one of those Madrid was off a mistake, was, Alex. Like, he was basically he was basically non-existent true. in the Real Madrid game. So I, know I mean, there were was, there were several players who were non-existent in the in the Leipzig in, in the Real Madrid game. Like that, there there were. I mean, Fabinho was just absolutely neutered in that midfield. Keita was lost, got pulled in the first half tactically. I think he's done at Liverpool. Yeah, as, as soon as I saw that you guys were starting Nabi Keita, I was That was pretty thinking, confusing for me, too. I didn't, it didn't make like, sense. What's wrong with Thiago? It didn't make like, sense Thiago to me. Thiago could have just started that game, and you probably wouldn't have just gifted them a two-goal lead. Yeah, and well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Two of those goals, not... I mean, this is some freak-of-nature situation against Real Madrid. Two of those goals, again, are gifts. You know, Carries did it in the Champions League final. Trent did it on on Wednesday, Tuesday night. And You're talking about the second and third? Yeah, second and third goals yeah. shouldn't have happened. It's the same shit that happened in that other final. And it's like, what are you going to do? They're still in it, though. The Salah goal helped a lot. Tiago came on and things changed. And I was Man, Cruz and, Cruz I, and Modric I, were I really, phenomenal, I though. really don't think... I don't think I we really have a chance. I really don't think you guys are still in it. But... 
I'll, I, I'll I, say this. It's basically would require you guys keeping a clean sheet at home, yeah. which, you know, Anfield is not currently the actual Anfield right no, now. No, there's no, there's so no atmosphere Real Madrid there, are scoring but, at least once in that game. Um, so they're probably going to go through. If I was, if I was Klopp, I would do a 4-2-3-1 with Fabinho and Thiago holding. You got to have Fabinho on the right side of that midfield to cover for Trent. And you play the Fab Four. You play Firmino as a 10, Jota or Salah up top, and then Mane and Jota or, or Salah, whatever on the wings. But... You got to put your more your foremost attacking players out there and try to take Madrid to the woodshed. I don't know if it'll and work. And also, you need Firmino to man mark Tony Cruz. Yeah, maybe not fully man mark, yeah. but like at very critical moments because there were times where he just had multiple seconds to just put his foot on top of the ball, stop, look up. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You guys, I don't think you guys have an answer to Vinicius Junior right now. I mean, the the kid is he announced himself to the fucking world with his brace and. This was he his breakout met, game. He hasn't met Captain Aspilicueta and the Stanford Frigs yet. He hasn't met okay, them. He's going to spank your ass next round, too. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, Alex, in all honesty, Alex, I'm just that. mad at him because he's he's taking away my chance at Eden Hazard. In all honesty, Alex, us. their midfield will tear yours to shreds. Uh, not if we have N'Golo Kante back there. That's fit. fair, but they you still like have Casemiro and Modric out there. Yes, he might they, be. They could only like barely scrape a draw with Atletico and we wiped the fucking floor with Atletico. We'll, we'll be fine. But we Atletico have been waning since you met them. We just have to make sure we don't go down to 10 men. By the way, I would like an award for uh, my ability to completely deflect from talking about you Chelsea's You did a good job. Uh, you did a good job. Five I blame it on the alcohol. Goal Let's loss. get to the games. Let's get to I the games. I blame it on so the alcohol. Saturday, 7.30, you, West You Brom. really talked up the Arsenal-Liverpool game and that's... I mean, and you really, I'm willing, you really I'm bit willing into the fact that I had four beers and I'm on my fifth right now while we do this podcast. That's really what you played into, and I respect you for doing what you did. But you knew we weren't. You knew you weren't going to get away with this for for too long. It's only been eighteen minutes. I mean, it was the first time since two thousand eleven. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't really remember who it was that we conceded five goals to. Uh, I can possibly. Oh, it was remember. definitely Arsenal that you conceded five uh, goals at Stanford Bridge. It may have been. That was that was that was, that the, was in my that was sophomore Theo year of college fall, when Theo Walcott fell down kickoff. and then he slipped and like got up and got like finished over a check. Javier, we've been over this. That was my sophomore year of college, and it was a seven a.m. kickoff on a Saturday. There was no chance in hell that I was waking There's up. A better chance I was probably going to bed. I woke up wake. for it, Alex. Then uh, yeah, I was. I was probably going to. Bed bed like two hours before that so uh yeah i missed that one and it never happened uh but yeah 10 years on we concede five goals but this time to second from bottom west brom who i, I think they've scored like eight of their 24 premier league God, goals you knew against on Chelsea. the last pod when when first of all i was like come on alex this, this is your easiest this that? is your easiest game all season at home versus the worst team in the league you were like yeah we'll, we'll be west brom like this will be easy and then alex started throwing out all these statistics about how chelsea were gods you just knew when you were listening to that like oh God, like a, alex is putting the curse up. yeah alex is putting the curse <laughs> on their ass dude. i just hate yeah, the, but at the same hit. time yeah but at the same time after like a 14 game unbeaten streak like what what am i supposed to do you made that like, Goal about I, Takumi Min- Minamino. You were like, like is Takumi Minamino I, playing for West Brom? No, you dumbass. Mateus Pereira and fucking Robinson are playing for West Brom. They're the guys. Callum Robinson has five okay. goals this year, and all of them are against Chelsea. People forget that. No, no, five goals in his Premier League career. Uh, I all think right, he has let's, let's three talk goals. how you were up 1 0, and then you got a red card. Yeah, we went up 1-0. Christian Pulisic, Captain America. Hell He's yeah. coming on nicely, playing well. Uh, came off the bench against uh, Porto today in our 2-0 win summer. in the Champions League quarterfinal first leg. And uh, hit the bar and played very well. Uh, after he scored, a minute or maybe two later, 
Thiago Silva got a second yellow card that, frankly, I think was the dumbest fucking call by the ref. I can't. I think it was David Coote, that asshole. There was an earlier yellow card that Thiago Silva had to take to stop us from conceding from a terrible Jorginho back pass. That was, that was fair. I was like, yeah, that's definitely a yellow. But then the second one that sent him off, which I think was in the 31st minute or something, he dove in to block a shot. And, you know, hit the player after the shot had already been, like, sailed into the the stands. And it's uh, a foul and a second yellow card. I was just like, it wasn't that dangerous. Like, he didn't go, like, like studs in, like, made contact on the leg. It was just, like, a sweeping tackle that, like, brought him down. I just thought it was, like, a really just, like, rash decision by a referee. And, you know, from that point on, there's definitely an, an issue with this. Like, we need to be better in those cases because, you know, that might happen in a Champions League game where, you know, we're up 2-0 against Porto in the second leg and then all of a sudden we go down a man and we have to defend that lead with l- less than 11 men. That that If that happens, we have to be ready for it. So that's not reassuring. But, yeah, overall, I just thought it was a, uh, mostly an anomaly because from that point forward, West Brom just played the best I've seen them play in years since, like, before they were relegated. All five their of their goals, goals were, were really insane. nice. I think the expected goals was something like 2.7 for Chelsea and then like 1.5 for West Brom. So like the quality of their chances in terms of like rating their chances from 1 to 10 was not like very high, but they just took all of them really, really well and were extremely clinical, which we haven't seen West Brom do enough this season. And we fell victim to this time because... They've got nothing to lose. They're already relegated. They all know that. So they just played with a freedom that kind of showed that. And uh, yeah, we looked, we just looked like we weren't ready. But luckily, we turned it around against Porto. So you guys did look uh, good. As long as we don't slip up and like draw with Crystal Palace or something, as long as we just get another ugly win against Palace, I don't care. Just keep getting those wins. How confident, how confident, scale of one to 10 are you against Palace this weekend? Uh, I'd probably say like a, like a seven. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't it, wanna... yeah, it really depends. Angolo Conte came on off the bench today after he got a, uh, I think like a quad injury uh, or hamstring injury over international break, and he looked really good. And so hopefully that means he starts on the weekend, so we can kind of break up that Jorginho Kovacic midfield that seems to be, you know, not really controlling things as well these yeah. last two games. If we've gotten Golo in there, that's much more cover for uh, some of our forward players to start to make. More advanced runs more often. All right, let's. Angola is ju- also in great form now. Yeah, let's jump off all of our teams. Leeds got a two-one win over Sheffield. Southampton, like we mentioned, got a big win over Burnley three-two. Aston Villa got a three-one win over Fulham. Manchester United got a two-one win over Brighton. I called that one on the picks. Everton drew one-one with Palace. West Ham remain a team on fire. They cannot keep a three-nil lead though. Three-two over Wolves. Watch out for the West Ham overs. It's something I'll be looking at this week on Plus Money. Check out for that on Friday. But let's go back here. We've got two games before we get to the previews that I want to mention. Manchester City getting a 2-0 win over Leicester. Goals from Mendy and, and Gabriel Jesus. Newcastle drawing Tottenham 2-2. Joe Ellington always scores against Tottenham. Harry Kane with a brace. And Joe Willick with a goal in the 85th minute. Um, Manchester- Secret agent Joe Willick. Yeah, doing the business. 
welcome to the business, Javier. Uh, Arsenal are finally getting their lone players. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles was a secret agent this weekend. Yeah, I told you he, he would uh, dominate you in midfield, too, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, he fucking destroyed your shitty ass <laughs> he midfielders. He didn't dominate us in midfield. Now, let's, talk briefly, let's talk briefly about this but, Manchester City win over Leicester. Yes. City also got a yes. 2-1 win over Dortmund, although there were calls they did what we said that, that they didn't were happen do. in that game. Manchester City are, are going to be the champions. It's pretty public knowledge. Shout out Phil Foden, who's having quite the season in... in they beat Dortmund. Yes. They beat Dortmund 2-1, which is not like... I mean, that, that leg is completely still up in the air for the second leg. 100%. Because, because that, one, of those they, goals, one of those goals from City probably shouldn't have happened. Or what was it? The, the foul? No, no. Dortmund no, should was, have had a second uh, Dortmund goal. Dortmund should have had Dortmund a goal. Dortmund should have had a second goal. That was complete they should bullshit. Should have been one-one in the in the first half. Yep. Because Jude Bellingham, they they said he fouled Ederson, even though Ederson fouled him. Probably fouled Bellingham, if anything. Yeah, and he and got a yellow Bellingham card for that down. too, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Child, um, and the only reason it Jude wasn't Bellingham. checked by VAR is because the referee blew his whistle before the goal. The ball went into the back of the net, so it just then stopped the play, and there was no VAR to to look at it which they've blamed that on uh it being referees from romania who aren't used to using var in their league and it's a champions league quarterfinal and that's the reason that a goal isn't scored like that that's completely unacceptable like i I think that's going to get swept under the rug but that's like a completely unacceptable honestly that tie went just how we kind of predicted it was going to go where Dortmund sat back played on the counter and looked a lot better than what we had a really good Holland yeah. chance as well. They, they honestly could have. They, they definitely should have drawn. So fucking pissed that didn't hit. Um, and they played surprisingly well against Manchester City, but Manchester City at the weekend did kind of dispatch Leicester easily with their second team. Um, you know, they played a bunch of their backups, a bunch of players that second team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have two two full teams essentially <laughs> that they can play. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne still tore them to pieces. Yeah, that yeah, but I'm saying they were able to like you know rest Gundogan and Cancelo and. And Can we talk about that pass for a second? The the second goal where De Bruyne threaded it through the two Leicester players who both like dove in to try and stop it, uh, and it just like went just by each of their toes. And Jesus got on the end of it, squared it to Sterling, and Sterling played it back to him. Do you guys not remember that pass? Yeah, I mean that, that's probably why like he just got his uh, he just got a two year extension to his deal. Kevin De Bruyne is going to be at Manchester City till 2025. Apparently, it's a 85 million pound deal, so he's going to be the highest played player in Manchester City, making 400 thousand pounds a week. Deserved. So, good Deserved. for you, Kevin. No. Let's go like back to talking ago. about secret agent Joe Willock, because you know what? Fuck yeah. Tottenham, and like, you know what? They did it again. We all thought they were going to beat Newcastle. We're like, they're going to get by Newcastle. We I all wrote I, that well, off. Well, well, I, I mentioned it on the Listen, on the last. Pod. Newcastle had I, uh, four. I said Newcastle usually. You know, give him a give him a game. Newcastle like had four, likes to score against four point five expected goals in this game. They could have yeah, scored Newcastle like seven really or well. eight. Like Dwight they Gale like one they really had good so many chances in this game. Um, I thought it was it was deserved draw. If not a, a victory from Newcastle, would have been deserved here. And I think I don't I don't know, man. I mean, Kane is just Kane is really carrying this team. I think he's got the most assists for the season, and now he's top of the golden boot he's the the first player since Thierry Henry who has um come into April with the top of the top of the goal scoring and the assist charts I don't know if he's going to be there at the end of the season um but he's having a hell of a season right now where he's been mostly healthy he's had a couple you know one week injuries here and there but he has more than I think 31 goals in all competitions you know I think 19 assists or or 18 assists he's also got looking at stats right now Javier he's got he's got 
19 goals, 13 assists, 129 minutes per goal. That's yeah, that's fucking filthy. That's insane. Yeah, and that's but just in the, the Premier the League. End, I think at all of the day, yeah. though, I don't know about you guys, but from this point, like from where we are, April 7th, 2021, uh, from now to the end of the season, he's already got great stats, and we knew he was going great, to get great stats. But a good season for Spurs at this point is winning the Carabao Cup, upsetting Manchester City in that, and making and getting top four. Tottenham's first trophy. Yeah. And then if they can get top four, then that justifies those stats. Otherwise, they're, you know, they're not meaningless, but they're just not as impactful. That would be that would be a second straight season of no Champions League for I Tottenham. Think, I think. I mean, which, I think the fact here. that if, let me throw out a question if, here. Yeah, odds one to ten or out of a hundred, Harry Kane leaving Tottenham this summer. If they don't make Champions League, it's entirely on the table. But I don't Harry think Kane is. has to be the one who pushes for it, and we, we don't know if he's willing to do that yet. Uh, he doesn't seem like the type who would be like combative and and fight his way out of the club. You know what I think there's a better chance of? Not him leaving Tottenham, but him going to the Tottenham board and telling them to sack Jose. Yeah, but, jo- but Jose was kind of like the I think the it, last all depends, it all depends on like Levy. that was like yeah. the Hail Mary. I think it all depends on if they get their trophy, if they get their top 4. I think even if they finish 5th and they get a trophy, they're not going to fire Jose. But I think it's kind of a testament right now to not like how like resilient cuz like like I think we all feel like Spurs have been pretty shit this season. But the fact that they're Three points off top four, you know they're above Liverpool right now. They don't have the worst goal difference. They're like above us in goal goals. They're, they're on the same points. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not terrible. That's what I'm saying. Like they're, yeah, but they're Javier, what what the, team the in fact the top that half right now can you say like hasn't had a point this season where we all thought like oh they were they're they're pretty shit. Like Manchester United are West second, Ham. and for big chunks of like early parts of the season. I've never really thought West Ham were shit or like Leicester really. They've never really had like super big dips in form. But yeah, I no, think United United have United have only second. ever lost four Chelsea games. Chelsea definitely have. Liverpool definitely have. Arsenal definitely have. Spurs definitely have. Like a lot of these, a lot of the big teams have had periods this season where you know they they've looked like as bad as they've looked at any point over the last couple of years. And yeah, I guess it's just been about who can turn those around like quick enough and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think not being in Europa League is going to benefit Tottenham. I think that, like, coming into this end of the season, only having the Carabao Cup and then the league to worry about, while Chelsea um, and Liverpool have Champions League as well to worry about and FA Cup, I think that that's going to be benefit West Ham and Tottenham, who really are just going to focus on the league. And I feel like one of those two teams, or Liverpool, are going to end up being the team in, in fourth. I actually. I actually so you, kind you don't, of you don't think, think Chelsea, Chelsea are getting in? Okay, great, good to know. No, I think I think I think I think you guys might try to get to the Champions League final. I think you no, no, guys... we're not. Okay, here's the thing: we don't do the thing of like, oh, let's try and go for one and not the other, unless there's no reason to go for one. No, I know you have a big we're, enough squad. We're just going to go for both. We're going to try yeah. and get top four and right. win the Champions League. And we'll probably fail at winning the Champions League, but I think we're we'll get we're going to get into top four. That was actually a good segue, I think, into uh, Tottenham out of Europa League. They're going to be playing Manchester United this weekend at home after beating them way earlier in the season. What was it? 7-1? Yeah. Uh, at Old Trafford. 6-1. 6-1. Uh, Man United. 6-1. Okay. Man United uh, will have just played Europa League. I'm not sure what their uh, Europa League fixture is. Uh, I think they're playing but... Roma? They're either playing Roma or Ajax, like Roma. Right? Hang on. Give me two seconds. No, they've got, they've got Granada away in the Champions League on Thursday, and then Sunday they'll play uh, Tottenham away. So that's going to be... 
the big test of your theory, Javier. Will Man United be, you know, battered down by having to go away to Granada uh, on Thursday? I mean, the Thursday to Sunday games are, you know, it's a bit different than the Champions League Tuesday or Wednesday to uh, the weekend turnaround. So do you guys want to talk about that game now? Because yeah, no, that's I mean, a good, it's that's probably a good like segue. the, and the it's big funny. game of the weekend. It's funny, Alex, because I was looking, I was writing down bets for the weekend. I love Manchester United in this game. They're plus money straight up on paper. Manchester United, Tottenham lining up against each other. It's hard to say you're not taking Manchester United. Like it's Even after the 6-1? That was so long ago. I, I kind of think Tottenham wins so this. So long ago. Not, not because of... Not because they necessarily beat them 6-1, although I do think that will be in the back of the United players' minds. I just think that not having to play in the midweek, not having just, you know, only focusing on the league and then their players getting like a full week's rest, well, as United are going to have to play a good lineup. They're going to have to probably play Bruno Fernandes 90 minutes on Thursday. You think um, so? You don't think they can the rest case, him and play like yeah. Van Der Beek? They've been fucking. They played him when they were up like five nil in the first leg against like some garbage team in the yeah. last year. I mean, thing like what you don't think right. they're going to okay. start him Go, when they have going to win? Off how Solskjaer has you know has well his lack of rotation has uh, usually been his problem. So yeah, he might he might play Bruno Fernandez and Rashford and all those players in uh, against Granada, but. Man, with a game like this against Tottenham coming up, I mean, maybe they th- just think like second is kind of secured. Maybe they're just thinking like they. I can... think it kind of is. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. With they're they're not dropping out of top four at this point. I think that them and Leicester are now. I don't think Leicester's safe they've yet. Got... I don't, especially with this game against United West Ham this weekend. Points. Leicester's definitely not safe, and I love. No, but United, you're right. Leicester could drop back into it, but United are 11 points clear of the next team and of, of Tottenham in fifth place. So like, or of Chelsea, sorry, they're nine points clear of Chelsea. Like, they'd have to really go on a bad run here of like three or four and losses. I, and to and get Javier, don't take this like personally, but I think United have a better chance of winning Europa than any other team. And I think they're going to focus in on that. Because Solskjaer has had so many critics at Manchester United that yeah, they're, they're winning Europa the League sure. would be very big for him. Not only retaining top four, but winning Europa League and then being able to go to the board and be like, hey, look, this is... God, I would rage so badly if we if we lost Europa, a Europa final to a team already in top four again. Like a team which just like doesn't really need it and just like just but like is it, beating us for the trophy. Need it. Uh, That's the thing, so though. Hard, like, man. Paul Pogba has been much better this year, and part of that a lot of us know is because he wants to move to Real Madrid. They need that trophy. Solskjaer needs it for for status. Like, well, at this point, if if that their season ends with winning Europa League and you know second place. Paul Pogba might just stay at United yeah. and just sign a new big contract. It's uh, it's and not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I don't see that, but yeah. who knows? I- but all right, let's let's get some score predictions here. I'm going to say two one Tottenham. I'm going to go two one United. I'm going to say three one United. Martial is out for the rest of the season. I think that's kind of a blessing in, in disguise because that kind of like features Greenwood more, and he's like sneakily like back into like pretty good form. So. Uh, him and Cavani and uh, Rashford and Bruno as like a front four, I think has a, has a lot. I mean, maybe they rotate one or two of those players for like Dan James or uh, who else? Maybe like Traore uh, or uh, Diallo. What's his name? The kid from Atalanta that they signed. I think it's Traore. Amad Diallo, yeah. Yeah, maybe he plays in Europa League to give a bit of rest to uh, 
Rashford or someone in the for the for the Premier League game. So, yeah, three one United. All right, moving right along here. By the way, Manchester United plus one forty five. They're the favorites. Chelsea, uh, Tottenham's at like plus one eighty in this game. Uh, moving along to other games that we're looking at this weekend. Let's go to West Ham Leicester because I think that's such a massive game for the the. That's three versus four. West Ham have come in. They've been scoring goals for fun. The form that Jesse Lingard's in has been insane. Leicester have been kind of up and down. Tons of injuries on this team. I'm not going to lie. I'm very bullish on West Ham. I do think this ends up being a draw. I kind of think this is one of those games where West Ham gets out to a 2-0 lead and then blows it. Give me that draw, baby. What? Give me that draw, baby. 2-2? Do you think it's the opposite? West Ham? No, yeah. I think West Ham goes out to a 2-0 lead and then they throw it away? On my card right now, I swear to God, West Ham Leicester over three and a half goals plus two forty. Jesse Lingard to score any time plus two thirty. West Ham Leicester to draw plus two thirty. Tell me how all of those don't hit. God, well, how are you betting on? Listen, people bet last season Jesse Lingard no goals or assists for the entire season. Now people are betting on him to score yeah, every I, week. I wouldn't like, do what's that. Going on? What I a would fucking do, crazy uh, game. to score anytime. He's also plus money. He's all. I know he is. Exactly. Okay. Noted. Take that. Hold on, let me get you. A, let me get you yeah, odds on that real I, I, quick. Real I was quick. Say, let me like, pull up the odds on Ianacho. Ianacho's plus one fifty to score any time. Vardy's plus one hundred five. I feel like that's that's risky. Take that to the bank. Ianacho. Ianacho. All right, cool, cool, cool. Writing that down. I don't bank. know who's coming on plus money tomorrow yet. I may or may not have a guess, but um, I will. I honestly, I would probably put Ianacho to score and Lingard to score. Okay. Well, two, I'm going to say 2-2 two, two for that one. I love 2-2. Two, That's two. going to be a really, really... Uh, Sunday at 9 a.m. Yeah, I, I kind of like love draw. So, okay, yeah. universally, we're all over. So, the over and the draw, all of which are plus, over plus 200 odds, which is fucking ridiculous. I could see a 1-1 one, one draw, but the way that West Ham have been like just banging in two or three goals every game and conceding right, the same, they'll also both not. be fresh, no no midweek football. So, I feel like they're gonna both going to be pretty like sharp and not, not going to be too worn out and... I think if Leicester wins this, they kind of lock up top I four. I don't agree with that. They have a tough schedule. I, I, I wouldn't hate a Leicester win. One thing I'll just say about uh, Chelsea uh, playing Crystal Palace, I know we already technically previewed it, but and I know we just dropped points to West Brom. But if you look at the matchups of like all the teams around us this weekend, you know West Ham have that game against Leicester. Uh, Liverpool have to play Aston Villa at home, which I'm sure we'll get to soon. Last time those two teams played, it was what, like 7-2? And that was when you had Van Dyke. So that's still I'm going to say, still if Chelsea drop points this weekend, you're out of top four. Right? No, because there'll still be plenty of games left. There's, there's still plenty of games left. but but I, re- I really think you can't, I, I think you can't assuming, drop any points this weekend. I know weekend. this is tough to assume, but assuming we beat Crystal Palace, we're in a good place because of all the other tough matchups. Tottenham have to play Man United. Uh, Everton have Brighton, which, you know, maybe Brighton pull off a shock. Everton have been dropping points a lot to worse teams recently. So. Everton are big underdogs in that game, actually. They're like over plus. They're like, I was looking exactly. at that game. So and it's like, Chelsea are well poised to, you know, have a bounce back week. We beat Porto in the Champions League. It's a uh, 5-2. wasn't a big deal, guys. Nothing to see here. Move right along. Five, the 5-2 meant nothing. Everton are plus 220 again. against Brighton. At Brighton at plus 130. But let's go to the Liverpool-Aston Villa game. I'm not worried about Aston Villa in the slightest. We are going to win this game. It's back at Come Anfield. Come on. I'm not worried really? about Villa. I'm not worried about Villa. 
You know why? You're not worried about Villa at all. Why not? Please. Not worried about Villa. Villa are in really shit form right now. Grealish, Grealish isn't going to be, be back. back. Fabinho is going to have a point you, to prove. You don't in know that for sure. He might be back. He almost played on. Uh, but he wasn't on, on the bench. bench. If Grealish Alex. comes back right now. Like he's. It's been two months of no Grealish. Like he wasn't he's not on the bench. Has it been fresh. two months? Like he might. He might have. Yeah, he might be like. Yes, it's wasn't been two even on the now. bench. Like might, there was an international break too. Supposedly, it was like a late game decision, a late time decision to like keep him out. They I obviously think, don't have I any midweek here's, games. Here's the thing, like also it wasn't so Villa it wasn't winless, Grealish. Villa are winless. It, it wasn't four. Grealish that was the only player that screwed. Their last screwed win Liverpool was over. fucking Ollie Watkins had like a hat trick, didn't he? Yes, like, but we're we're. I'm not I, saying he's going to yeah, have a hat trick this you, time. Grealish, but Grealish had like two different good games when they get too. you on the counter. They're they they can they can be electric. Trezeguet just had a brace against Fulham. I, I, I'm just saying, Aston Villa, you guys should be very wary of them, especially since you have your, you might have to rotate with this big Champions League game coming up. Not worried. Uh, We're going to be very Villa. next midweek. We're going to beat Villa. Okay. So are, so are you, are you playing your full lineup, yep. Thiago, from the very start? Thiago, like, no resting any players? Thiago from the start. I, it might be Thiago, Fabinho, Milner again, which was what it was against Arsenal. Um, I don't know what What the, happened to Curtis Jones. Why can't he play? I, I think I think Milner's just been outworking him. And I think, too, Klopp wanted to give Andy Robertson a rest. So he started Milner on purpose to then move him back into left back. And I didn't uh, see right. that from the start. And that's that's on my dumb brain. But I, I think we'll be OK. I'm very, very confident that we're going to beat Villa because just Villa have not been in the same form and like they've been up and down. Like, I don't think they're in the race for top four or even top seven at this point anymore. Like, I think we're OK. Yeah, I, and yes, Alex, I, I know the 7-2 is in the back of everyone's mind, but I, I think that gives us extra motivation. We haven't won at Anfield in fucking forever, and I think this is just one of those games where it's like, guys, let's just go fucking win, and especially with where the, where the table is, knowing where the games are, like, nothing is guaranteed. I think we're going to just go out, and I, I wouldn't say that this is going to be Liverpool's best performance of the season, but I think... <sighs> All in all, things are a little bit more stable than they have been. And I think having played an elite team in the midweek, they should be able to handle Aston Villa. But that's just my dumb brain. So take that what you will. And I will say this, nothing from the Liverpool Aston Villa game is on my card for the weekend. So, so that shows how confident you are in that one. You don't usually yeah, always bet exactly. Liverpool. I, I do bet them a lot. So yeah, I, I didn't even... But there were just so many games that I looked at my card for the weekend. And I was like, oh, this is easy. This is easy. This is easy. Um, like I love Burnley over Newcastle, and I love um, I love Fulham over Wolves on uh, Friday afternoon. I'm getting ahead of myself, and I love Southampton over West Brom in on on Monday. But I'm I'm just going to drop um, a real quick score prediction for uh, Liverpool Aston Villa. I'm I'm going to say one one. I think it's a lot of missed chances for Liverpool and uh, Villa. Maybe Liverpool say, go ahead. I'm going to say one nil Liverpool. I'm going to say one nil Liverpool. I'm going to go 2 0 Liverpool is what I got. I think we get a goal from like Salah and, and Diego Jota. And I think I think a front three of Jota, Firmino, and Salah is what you're looking at. And he brings on Mane in the second half for uh, to try to maybe get the 4 2 3 1 going. Sheffield United Arsenal, Tierney out, Louise out, Saka up in the air. Uh, Saka, Smith Rowe, of- Odegaard, all, and Jaka were all in training today. So I think they're all going to be available for tomorrow. So they should, if they all come through the the, the Slavia Prague game, if they all come out, then I, I don't really care about this game at this point. 
Um, I mean, I don't see us finishing in the top six. Like, the, it's too tight in there right now. Like, there's so many teams that, like, are vying for that top four spot that, like, it would take, like, a pretty big collapse from one of, like, Everton or West Ham or Chelsea to give us no, even no, a no, spot no. at, like, the fifth or the sixth spot. You, you, you got that wrong. It would take those teams, not or, and... It would take all of them, <laughs> like all those teams. Yeah, right. It would take all those teams out. collapsing, and then like us not like one of them, winning, out, all winning of them. out for the rest of the season. So, but, I'm not, uh, I'm not like particularly concerned about these games. Honestly, like I want him to play players that are like fringe. Like I, like I, I want William to play this game. Like I want, like I don't know, well, players Javier, who we, we who shouldn't focus to, on Sheffield. I, yeah, I just want to tell it. you, I very rarely root for Arsenal in anything, but. You guys need to go out and you just need to fuck those racist pieces of shit up yeah, in Slavia gonna, Prague tomorrow. We're going to fuck up Slavia Prague tomorrow. Don't you worry need, about it. You need to spank we're, them. We're ready for it. We're ready for okay. those fucks. They have they have an 18-year-old goalkeeper and one fifth center back. So I'm, I'm ready to be disappointed. That's perfect recipe for Arsenal to lose 2-0. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> my body is ready yep. to be very my disappointed. Body is, yeah, my body and my mind are ready to be destroyed tomorrow. So, you know. They're but 18 please, year please old goalkeeper. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't think we care about this game. We're looking at the, the two Thursday games as those are our big games. So um, I think anything that we expect is going to be from those games. So I'm not, not worried about the, the Sheffield game at all. All right, Monday, West Brom take on Southampton, Brighton take on Everton. I've got Southampton getting a win against West Brom. I have the draw in Brighton Everton. Yeah, that's probably fair. Brighton, Brighton uh, are in really good form. Yeah, I mean yeah, they they put healthy up the, and playing well now. We said they were going to put up a fight against United, and they did. I mean United needed that late Greenwood goal to to get that win, and I mean Brighton probably deserved. I mean Brighton overall, they lost both games against United, but they deserved way more. In Brighton those. always score against Manchester United. It's yeah, a fucking they lock. they did they did a really good job against them this season. Got nothing, but um, I think that this is going to be a game where Everton are going to be desperate. They have they've I think lost three in a row or they've they've lost two and drawn one they haven't gotten a win in quite a while yeah their last win was at the beginning of march against west brom so they 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 really need this to turn around their form and this is the type of game that it's huge for brighton too you know um i mean fulham you know getting the game turned around on on them last weekend was kind of unexpected like they were playing really well against villa and they kind of got trounced in the end there Makes me worry a little bit about this Fulham side. Like, are they going to be able to like have Watch enough resurgence? Watch out for the true best Egyptian in the Premier League, Andrew Trezeguet. <laughs> He's coming for Mo Salah's spot. He just scored a brace against Fulham. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, call me when he does I, that. Like nineteen. I think times. I think yeah, Everton right. going to win, but I think it's going to be like a close one. I'm going to say two one Everton on that one. But nah, I think I think a draw two, could two. happen too. Come yeah, on, a draw could Go happen on Brighton. too. One one. Brighton don't score twice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, one one. That's fair. All right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, and you know, for staying along with us for this absolutely long and and monstrous ride on this episode of the Ghost Cold Podcast. We will be back next week as we recap probably a lot of things because we'll most likely record Wednesday, which means we'll be through the Champions League quarterfinals. Alex and or I could be in uh, in big sad moments, so look out for emotional Alex and or Andrew. Screw you. I'm in my bag. We're going to the final, baby. We're winning the whole yeah, thing. You never know. Bayern you Munich getting know. knocked out, and we're going to beat PSG in the final. You heard it here first. 
I don't know if you can handle that PSG attack or that PSG midfield, to be totally honest. Tuchel for, Tuchel for president. Tuchel Andreas president. Christensen's crowning moment, clamping uh, uh, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> I'll be betting on Mbappe to score in that final. Um, thank you guys for listening. Follow us along on Twitter and Instagram at GhostColdPod at Andrew Pissarro at ASMoss92 at JavierRev9. And until next time. See ya.